Kindness Can, the podcast, with radio personality Jane Lindley Thomas and psychologist Paul Bushell. Because every act of kindness, no matter how big or small, can change lives. In this series, Jane and Paul hope to enrich your life by giving you practical tools on how to be kinder in your relationships with yourself, with those around you, at home, work, and in your community. So in this episode, we really just wanted to say thank you. What a week. What a very, very special week for Jane and I. You know, when Paul and I sat down a year ago and had this really deep desire to converse around kindness, our intention always was to go into the world trying to help people make it a kinder place. Mm. And with the energy that's gone out and to find ourselves in the top 10 podcasts in South Africa, humbled by the support. Yeah. To each and every single person who clicked and listened and shared, just thank you so much for believing in us. But more than that, just believing in the message uh, of kindness. And in itself, there was kindness in action. And it was a very beautiful thing to watch. Absolutely. I'm beaming. Absolutely beaming. <laughs> Let's talk about gratitude. I think it's a big thing. You know, I always laugh on Facebook, all these memes that come out, kind of all these pop psychology things, all these quotes. And they're wonderful things because they, they stop us in our tracks and they get us to reflect uh, on things. And I suppose like the word kindness, gratitude is one of those words that gets bantered around a lot mm. on those quotes and in those memes. But I think it's a very important thing to unpack a little bit, to scratch below the surface of, of what is this gratitude thing and, and why does everyone want to talk about it the whole time and how do we implement it better in our lives? I mean, there's science around gratitude, right? Absolutely. So all sorts of neuroscience coming out that when people connect more with things that they are grateful for, they become happier in their lives. I love your quote around happiness and gratitude. What? That abundance is your birthright, first of all. First of all. And that happiness doesn't equal gratitude, but gratitude equals happiness. Absolutely. So we're not only going to suddenly feel grateful when we're happy, but we're going to be happy when we, we, we start actively connecting with gratitude in our life. I think it's because there's this kind of mindset that if I drive that car, mm. I will be happy. Yeah. If I get the promotion at work, then I'll be happy. Yeah. If I get into a relationship, then I'll be happy. Yeah. As opposed to being like, right here and right now, this is what I've got to be grateful for. And when you start kind of living in that energy field, mm. energy goes where energy flows. Absolutely. And it starts to have this incredible ripple effect. Sure. It's that old chestnut thing that you and I love talking about, how your brain's not designed to make you happy or grateful. It's designed to keep you alive primarily. But it's so important that we do connect with gratitude as a way of being happy in our life. But to do that, we sometimes have to take control. We, we've got to get into the driver's seat of mm. our life, stop pause, mm. and manually think about the things that we are grateful for. And whether that's making a list in our head or connecting with a moment and being like, wow, I feel grateful for this, or writing down on a piece of paper, that manual exercise, that pause, is something that we have to take responsibility for. And when we start doing it regularly, it becomes a habit. Uh, and when it is a habit in our life, we just start to be filled more with that, that energy that you're talking about. There's not one day that goes past that I don't say out aloud, I'm so grateful for my life. But it's also worth noting that it's not about those big shoot the light out moments. No. I'll give you an example. A couple of weekends ago, I was walking downstairs in my home on a Saturday mid-morning. And I literally stopped in my tracks at the light coming through the window and landing on the wooden floor. 
And I find myself sitting in that moment on my bum and looking at it and mm-hmm. just being like, I'm so grateful to be in this moment. Yeah. Just here. Right here. As Fat Boy Slim would say, right now. <laughs> right here, right now. <laughs> and again, it's not the shoot the lights out moments. It's being at home with the children around, sometimes fighting over whose turn it is. It's Mikey cutting down the palm frond with a tiny Leatherman. It's the dogs barking at the neighbor. It's being alive. Mm. It's being present in moments that yeah. you need to take that opportunity to say, oh, thank you. Yeah. Acknowledge. And I think, I think there's so many moments like that in our day. And there's some moments where we miss the opportunity, not just to connect with what we're grateful for, but to let other people know that we're grateful for them. So mm. I, here's a story. I was preparing a, a speech. And Jane, you know, when you and I go talk, it's just we talk from the heart. Yeah. So when you get invited to something formal, and it was a prize giving. I felt so nervous about this because it was formal. And auspicious. It was auspicious and yeah. it was a big deal. And I wanted to make sure that I just said all the right words at this very special occasion. So I was writing the speech and it t- took about three or four days to really find oh the words love. for the speech. <laughs> and so I pluck up the courage to, to read it to Ian uh, before work. And so I set off on reading the speech. And as I'm reading, he goes onto his phone and he's starting to research something. And granted, he's researching something that might help with the speech. But my first instinct at that moment is like, you're not really listening. And then I get to the end of it. And he's like, yeah, it's nice. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. 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 <laughs> um, what about it, moving and meaningful? Yeah, the best thing you've ever written. <laughs> and, and you can imagine how I reacted. Persecuted. Kind of, yeah, just a bit shut down. Yeah. I'm out of here quite quickly. Yeah. Go to work. And I'm, I'm kind of connecting with it a lot during the day. Anyway, I, I, go and do, I go and do the speech. And it was just a wonderful occasion. And at the end of it, someone so kindly comes over to me. And she says, I just want to say that that speech was wonderful. And the best word that I can think to describe it is nice. <laughs> so, and she means it with, with, with the best intention. She was like, you are just nice. And that speech was just nice. And as she's saying it, I'm realizing that nice is just not nice. Sometimes nice is nice. Mm-hmm. Like you're just good and nice. Oh. And in that moment... I just couldn't help of thinking of Ian in the morning, just wanting to convey that as well, that that was just so nice. And I missed that opportunity with him. And my feelings of anxiety and fear and worry you know, of being exposed in some way or being vulnerable, that feeling got in the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I missed that moment with him to turn to him actually and just say, thank you for listening yeah. to me. And thank being you so invested that you want to see me you, do so well. And you were researching oh, more and, and, and I missed it because my feelings got in the way. Mm. And so the, that moment was lost, but it was also wonderful to get in the car afterwards and phone him and be like, I just want to say, you're going to laugh your head off about this because he knew that I was upset about the nice. You're going to laugh about the story. But at the end of it all, I just want to say, actually, thank you. That was a moment in my life where I just needed to say, Thank you. Mm. I think we can become better at saying thank you. Yeah. It's like, for example, you don't want to hear from your boss when things are going really badly. It would be nice all the time mm. in the world for people mm. just, and I use boss as an example because you, we hear in the work that we do in corporate spaces that often people don't feel validated mm. in their work. So it's, it's maybe thanking the person. Yes, of course, that's helping you in the shop with whatever that is, or helping you with your trolley, or helping you in the library, helping you at work, taking opportunities 
to always say thank you. Yeah. And I try my best to always show yeah. gratitude. Yeah. Well, that's one of the one, things I love about our relationship and something I think you've taught me, that just when someone passes you something, get into the habit of saying thank you. Someone offers you a mint. Thank you. I appreciate the mint. I don't think you and I have ever not said thank you to each other for a cup of coffee that we've bought each other. No, and it's just a wonderful habit because every time you say it, it's just reaffirming of, I know that you went out of your way to do that. And it's just become a habit actually in our relationship, I think. Just that, that consciousness of, yeah, thank you. That yeah. means something. I think also in parenting, mm. sometimes we're so busy just trying to navigate the way that maybe we could show our gratitude more as far as thanking them. For example, I mean, Paul and I have just come, we've just put together a, a range of Kindness Can products, and one of them are lunch notes, Kindness Can lunch notes, and just putting a little note into a lunchbox saying, thank you. Mm. Thank you for being such a cool kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? High five to you. Imagine how that day feels when you get a lunchbox note from your parents saying, thanks for being a cool kid. Oh, man. Feel that feeling in this moment. It just must be so special. So we chatted about possibly, you know, taking time to give thanks but what happens if you find yourself in a space where you don't feel like there's anything to be thankful for you're in a rut I think we've all been in those spaces and, and they're incredibly hard spaces to be in uh, when it's just everything feels really really heavy mm. a little habit that, that I like to do sometimes is just sit down with a piece of paper and make lists it's a, a standing joke that psychologists just love stationery but you, know, <laughs> you get your paper and you get your pencil uh, and you sit down and yeah, make, maybe make a list of some of the things that are playing heavy in your mind and in your heart, and those will come quickly. But then kind of give yourself the chance to draw a line down the middle and say, right, what are some of the things that I can be grateful for today? And I need to connect with them as well. The fact that this air is moving in and out of my lungs right now. The fact that in Durban today, we've got this incredible sunshine beaming down on us. Mm -hmm. And start there and, and kind of build it up from there. And when you start to visually look at it, Hopefully it can start to make that, that load feel a little bit lighter. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you know, another little habit that might be useful for everyone listening is every now and then I just pop on my phone uh, and go through my contact list at the end of the day or end of the week and kind of be like, well, who are some of the people that I, that I just want to connect with and, and reaffirm that I'm, I'm grateful uh, mm. for, for, for the role that they played? In making this week what it was, uh, hard and wonderful and exciting, and, and just send them a message. And I think it takes courage sometimes to do that because we feel that the other person might be like, what's going on here? What do you want? <laughs> what's your deal? Um, but the more you do that, the more the people around you start to realize that, yeah, it's a sincere and, and wonderful thing to do. And I'm pretty sure that when you start doing that, that gratitude is going to start coming back to you as well. Oh, that does. Yeah. I found... Since becoming a parent, I thank my parents a lot more. Yeah. I think I was such a <laughs> I, don't what, I don't know what word to use, what kind of child I was. But I certainly was testing at times, you know, being quite um stubborn and coloring outside the box. Must be quite scary for parents to navigate. Yeah. Um and now with three of my own, I just I find myself often picking up the phone or just texting my mom and dad and just saying, Thank you. Mm. Thank you for the sacrifice. Yeah. Thank you for the experience. Thank you for the lessons. Thank you for being hard on me when you had to be. Thanks for acknowledging when you had to. I mean, gosh, parenting is so loaded. Mm. Um, so really taking time to do that. And then speaking about the parenting side, I'm absolutely, it is my mission in life to make sure that Mike and I raise grateful children. Mm. 
I just feel that sometimes there's such a sense of entitlement around certain things. And I'm just like, no. Don't take that for granted. That's not the way you behave. You need to be grateful. I say to my kids, they know the saying. In fact, Lula said it the other day. She's like, I'm not chasing the rainbow. Because I'll give you an example. So we go to the shop the other day. I can't remember what I needed to get. Oh, it was Bowie, my dog's birthday, first birthday. So I went to get him a, a dog bone, as you do. And as we're leaving, Lula sees a stationary pack. She's also a bit of a stationary nut, as am I. I'm not a psychologist. Um, so she says, can I get the stationary pack? And I'm like, oh, it's pretty cool. It's a ruler. It's a pen. It's a pencil. And she loves to sit and draw. And she loves her writing. And I said, yeah, okay, we'll do that. That's fine. I'll treat you. And as we hit the aisle, the gauntlet of all these shiny, cool things, she finds this little toy. She's like, actually, I'm gonna, I'd like this rather. And I said, no, I'm not buying that. She said, why? And I said, because it's not your birthday and it's not Christmas. And she thought that she could push me yeah. to the till and she would get away. And I wasn't. I dug my heels in and I was like, I am not buying that. Crying. I get to the counter. I said, please go and put it back. She's like, well, then can I get the stationery? I was like, yeah, you can. She goes back and she can't find it. She comes Aww. back. She's like, I can't find it. And I'm like, I'm going. It's time. We're gone. She was mortified and i just said to her lou that lesson right there be grateful that you were going to be afforded a new pencil mm. rubber and ruler you went for the you chased the rainbow thinking you'd get the pot of gold at the end and you lost it all yeah it was hard for me it's a hard thing to teach our children these hard lessons sometimes but it's so important that we stick with them another thing that kind of popped out for me while you were talking is that gratitude and saying thank you is a two-way street and it's not always up to the person who's more senior or who has more power or more control to always initiate that. You know, you're talking about bosses, but it works both ways. Mm -hmm. uh, so saying thank you to our kids sometimes for the role that they play and then teaching them to say thank you back to us. When yeah. a work situation as a boss saying the thank you, but as an employee also finding the time sometimes to say thank you back as well. Absolutely. And it's a, a two-way street, this. And the more we do it, energy goes where energy flows. Yeah. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, so much. <laughs> if you'd like to connect with Paul and I, uh, you can connect with us at Info at Kindness Can. Uh, we are so passionate about wholehearted conversation around kindness and vulnerability and just nurturing kindness for self and others and, and our world and in our environment. Mm. So connect with us. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to share, rate, review, subscribe until we connect again. Lots of love, everyone. You've been listening to Kindness Can, the podcast. Find out more at kindnesscan.co.za.